Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Randomized Phase Two Trial of Fulvestrant Plus Everolimus or Placebo in Postmenopausal Women with Hormone Receptor Positive HER2-negative metastatic breast cancer resistant to aromatase inhibitor therapy, results of PRE-0102 by Noah Kornblum and colleagues. My name is Hope Rugo, and I am Director of Breast Oncology and Clinical Trials Education at the University of California, San Francisco Comprehensive Cancer Center in San Francisco, California. My oncologic specialty is breast medical oncology. The combination of targeted agents with endocrine therapy for hormone receptor positive HER2-negative breast cancer to improve response and duration of response is an exciting, relatively new area of research with regulatory approval for two agent classes for treatment of advanced disease. The first targeted agent to be approved was the mTOR inhibitor Everolimus, based on an almost doubling of progression-free survival in patients receiving everolimus in combination with second-line hormone therapy with exemestane in the Bolero II Phase three clinical trial. Treatment was complicated by significant rates of stomatitis and low but clinically important increase in glucose intolerance and pneumonitis. Interestingly, the stomatitis associated with mTOR inhibitors is an early event, with 89% occurring within the first eight weeks of therapy. Although stomatitis can be managed by dose holds and dose reductions, it has a significant impact on quality of life. A subsequent phase two single-arm study evaluated an alcohol-free steroid-based mouthwash as prophylaxis for stomatitis, resulting in a dramatic reduction in grade two and elimination of grade three stomatitis at eight weeks. This has now become a standard of care with Everolimus treatment. An earlier phase two trial demonstrated similar activity with the combination of Everolimus and tamoxifen compared to tamoxifen alone. The current study reported by Kornblum and colleagues evaluated the combination of Everolimus with fulvestrant compared to fulvestrant alone. This trial is particularly timely given the tremendous success of cyclin-dependent kinase 4-6 inhibitors in combination with hormone therapy for advanced breast cancer. Three CDK4-6 inhibitors are approved for use in combination with non-steroidal aromatase inhibitors as first-line therapy for hormone receptor-positive advanced breast cancer. Overall, these agents are better tolerated than Everolimus without symptomatic toxicity, primarily causing neutropenia without an increase in febrile neutropenia, and one CDK4-6 inhibitor is associated with an increase in diarrhea. 
Regardless, the combination of a CDK4-6 inhibitor with first-line endocrine therapy has become a standard of care despite the lack of current survival benefit and elusive endpoint for hormone receptor-positive breast cancer. Given evidence suggesting lack of cross-resistance between the two pathways and upregulation of the PI3 kinase mTOR pathway with resistance to CDK4-6 inhibitors, it is reasonable to consider the option of everolimus in combination with next-line hormone therapy after a CDK4-6 inhibitor. However, with emerging data demonstrating improved response with fulvestrant compared to exemestane in the 30% or so patients with ESR1 mutations following treatment with non-steroidal aromatase inhibitors, fulvestrant has become appealing as the preferred second-line therapy. Indeed, when a patient who has received the combination of a non-steroidal aromatase inhibitor with a CDK4-6 inhibitor develops progressive disease, patients who are candidates for endocrine therapy are most commonly treated with fulvestrant as second-line therapy. The current Phase II trial evaluated the combination of everolimus and fulvestrant compared to fulvestrant alone in a patient population similar to that enrolled in Bolero II. Although this trial population is smaller than a traditional Phase III trial, the progression-free survival was significantly longer in patients receiving everolimus, increasing from 5.1 to 10.3 months with a hazard ratio of 0.61. Toxicity was significantly increased with everolimus, as expected from the Phase III trial, and without new safety signals. Stomatitis was the most common toxicity, and with grade 3 events seen in 11% without specific preventive treatment. Of note, with steroid mouthwash prophylaxis, the SWISH single-arm phase 2 trial reported no grade 3 stomatitis and a grade 2 stomatitis rate of only 2.4% at 8 weeks. The study reports the toxicity as mucositis, but the pathogenesis and appearance of mucositis most often seen with radiation or high-dose chemotherapy, is different from that of stomatitis, highlighting the difficulty of reporting toxicity in clinical trials. Although CDK4-6 inhibitors are now also approved in combination with fulvestrant in the second or greater line setting, many patients will receive these agents in the first line setting. Interestingly, the hazard ratios for improvement and progression-free survival are relatively similar across trials, regardless of the targeted agent. Fulvestrant is also now approved as first-line therapy for metastatic hormone receptor-positive breast cancer without prior exposure to endocrine therapy based on the data from the FALCON trial, and the ongoing Parsifal trial is comparing the CDK4-6 inhibitor palbociclib with either fulvestrant or electrozole. The results of this current trial now support the best combination for an individual patient based on their prior endocrine therapy exposure. Despite this encouraging data, there are some limitations. Although we would generally consider the use of the everolimus and hormone therapy combinations following treatment with the CDK4-6 inhibitor plus hormone therapy, no patients in this study or in prior randomized trials with everolimus were previously exposed to CDK4-6 inhibitors. It is possible that prior exposure could increase overall resistance mechanisms and reduce the demonstrated benefits from the addition of everolimus to fulvestrant. 
extensive studies have failed to identify biomarkers that determine the patients or tumors more likely to benefit from everolimus. A number of PI3 kinase inhibitors have been evaluated in combination with fulvestrant with a suggestion of benefit in those whose tumors have mutations in PI3 kinase. Two alpha-specific inhibitors, alpelisib and tocilizumab, are currently being evaluated in phase three trials in combination with fulvestrant, and the results are expected later this year, with a focus on patients whose tumors have a PI3 kinase mutation. If these trials demonstrate improved progression-free survival with tolerable toxicity, the future of everolimus combinations will be less certain. However, in the fulvestrant and alpelisib combination phase 1b trial, patients with prior response to exemestane and everolimus subsequently responded to alpelisib and fulvestrant, suggesting at least some degree of non-cross resistance. The future of targeted therapy for hormone receptor positive breast cancer now leads down a path with many potential new combinations identification of subsets most likely to benefit from specific therapies, and rapid progression of effective therapies into the adjuvant setting. Sequential therapy offers patients with hormone receptor positive disease more options, and increasing attention to symptom control as well as prevention of toxicity helps to maintain quality of life while prolonging progression-free survival. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.